Hey, and thanks for taking the time to listen with us here at Gospel Way as we seek to find rest in Christ. Please know that this is supplemental and does not replace your local church or the pastor that God has given to shepherd your soul. But it is our prayer that God will use these resources to bless you and point you to Jesus. All right, let me call our attention one more time to the book of Romans. The book of Romans chapter number 12. This is somewhere in the neighborhood of our 80th or 81st message in the book of Romans. So we have spent a little time here and learned a lot as we've gone along the way, or at least I have. So thank God for the book of Romans. Thank God for what he has given us in the book of Romans and what he shows us and will continue to show us as we study. We're going to be looking at this evening on how to serve the Lord. How to serve the Lord. Some people may ask the question, well, how do I serve the Lord? Well, hopefully, we're going to look at a verse of Scripture that helps us to understand how we can serve the Lord or the, the mode in which we serve the Lord. Uh, so we're going to be looking at that this evening. Romans chapter number 12, and we'll read verse number 11. The Bible said, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to be here. We thank you that we can gather one more time around your word. Lord, we thank you that that is our common bond, is the word of God. Our common bond is being in Christ. Lord, we ask you this evening that you would help us as we look into your word, that you would give those things to us that we stand in need of. Lord, I pray that you would touch each heart, give each heart what each individual stands in need of. And then as we've prayed before, Lord, would you help us corporately, Lord, give us as a church what we stand in need of. And Lord, we ask you now, Lord, that you would supply every request according to your will. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. There are three things that Paul lists in verse number 11. And we're going to look at these things. And uh, on as we go to the third thing, we're going to deal a little bit more in depth with that. But understanding that God gives us instruction. He instructs us that we are to serve God uh, as the children of God. In fact, Christ in John chapter 17 said he had done all that the Father had given him to do. Then before his leaving, he assigned his disciples to do those things that he bade them to do. In turn, you and I are following what Christ would have for us to do. And one of the ways that we do that we find here in the book of Romans chapter number 12 uh, we looked at and we've been studying all this time and looking at 
Romans chapter 1 through chapter number 11, and Paul lays down things in those chapters. And then we come to chapter number 12, and he begins to tell us, just as he did in the book of Ephesians, he begins to tell us how that taking all of those things that we've learned in chapter number 1 through chapter number 12, how those things become applicable in our lives. Uh, I get tongue-tied trying to say that right. But as we apply those things in our life, uh, Paul's given us instructions in these chapters that we're looking at in the days that we're looking at these now. But Paul tells us in verse number, uh, verse number 11, he said, Be not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. The purpose, and that's what we've got to understand, this, this verse of Scripture ties us back up into verse number 1, verse number 2. Paul tells us in chapter number 12, verse number 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, how? By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Our service to God should be directed by what we see in verse number one. It should be directed by the mercies of God. The mercies that you and I received from God should be a driving force to cause us to serve Him. It, it should be those things that are looked at, looked upon, those things that are considered when you and I are serving God. We're serving God due to His mercy that He showed on us. And we would not be serving God any other way if it were not for the mercies of God that... Re- revealed the grace of God to us, and you and I got saved, we wouldn't be serving God. We wouldn't be living for God. You can't, you can't live for God outside of God. You can't live a life for God outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's impossible. You don't have the ability. You and I are not, uh, we, we don't have it within us to serve God if it would not be for the mercies of God. But he tells us, first of all, in verse number 11, he tells us to be diligent in the act of service. When I say he tells us to be diligent, that is what he's telling us when he tells us in verse number 11 uh, to not be slothful in business. You and I are to be diligent in our act of service. In our service for God, we should be diligent. And what I'm trying to say by that is it should be on purpose. Our serving God should be on purpose. Therein comes some of our responsibility. Is that you and I recognize we're we're taught from scriptures what God has done for us. And we purposely serve God. Not because it is a requirement of what he's done, but out of a thankful heart for what he's done. It's not because 
God is holding something over our head because He doesn't. You and I could get saved by the grace of God and die the next day and never have served God a day in our life. And our standing before God remains the same. But you and I who are saved because of our salvation, because of the mercies that God has shown to us, it should cause us to be diligent about serving God. It it should cause us to be purposeful in our service for God. Uh, There should be a determination. Is that going to change our standing before God? No. Our standing before God will never change. Because our standing before God is in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not in anything that we do. Our standing before God does not depend on our service. But our service should be because we love God. And it should be because we love God because He first loved us. We would not know what it is to love God or have a desire to serve God if it were not for the love and mercies of God that he showed to us. So he's telling us that we need to be, we need to be diligent about our service. We don't need to be slothful in business. And of course, he's leading here and talking about even in everything that we do. I had someone that made a statement on on Facebook and they were talking about their daughter. And I can use this example because I don't think they will ever be listening to what we're saying. But they made the example and were talking about how proud they were of their daughter when he was on his way to take her to school. And she's on the phone with one of her friends. And she's on the phone and they're not sitting there gossiping back and forth. His daughter, who is good in math, is helping her friend with her math problems. Helping her walk through them. Not answering for her, but helping her walk through them so she can learn those things. And he was talking about being proud of his daughter. So I, I ended up commenting back on what he said and making this statement. That it is those ordinary things in our everyday ordinary life that we help one another with, which displays Christ in us. Because without Christ in us, and without Christ working in us, we would not be as helpful as we are with Christ working in us. Doesn't mean that there aren't good people that are lost. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that you and I have a more of a heart for people being saved than what we had when we weren't saved. We have more of a heart for their being. We have more of a heart for their welfare. And we have definitely have more of a heart for their spiritual welfare than we had before we were saved. And Paul's telling us here that we should be diligent. We should be purposeful in our... In our service for God, we should be purposeful in those ordinary things every day in our life. In fact, you're going to be a greater witness 
a greater light for the Lord Jesus Christ, if you will, by just living that ordinary, everyday life and living it in the light of Christ. Just like we said this morning, it is not so much that this world needs to see us in Christ or see Christ in us. They need to see us in Christ. And if they can see us in Christ, it will cause them to want what we have. If, and I, I use this illustration in years gone by, why would this world want from me or from my life, why would this world want from me the very same thing that they already have? Right. But if they see me resting in Christ and they see me, and when, when I'm talking about resting in Christ, it's resting in His in His love for us, in His mercies for us that Paul's telling us here in, in chapter number 12, those mercies that God has displayed on us and we rest in those mercies and therefore they see that we have a contentment about us that the world does not have, yes. that the world cannot have. Yeah. And, and that is in our ordinary, everyday life, in the business we do, God says to be perfect, not to be perfect, but to be purposeful in our actions, to be diligent in our act of service. Then he tells us here, Paul goes on to tell us, he tells us to be fervent in the spirit of service. He says in verse number 11, not slothful in business. And then he says, fervent in the spirit. And, and this verse is talking about the service of the Lord. So he's telling us to be diligent in the act of service and he's telling us to be fervent in the spirit of service. Why do we serve? Why do we serve the Lord? There was someone that, uh, and I can't recall exactly who it was, but they had begun to serve the Lord and everything they signed, they signed his happy slave. And that word service does have to do with enslavement. The, the, the very aspect of service is that, that act of enslavement. But it is not that enslavement that we are made to do. It's that enslavement that you do because you love the one that you're serving. So that when that person would sign and sign everything that they signed, his happy slave, they were happy in serving God. They were happy in what they were doing for God. So we ought to be fervent in the spirit of our service. Why are we doing what we do? Used to in my life, I would do things because I thought that it would gain me a better standing. I would do things because I knew it was right to do, but I knew that if I didn't do it by what I was taught beforehand, I knew that if I didn't do it, I would lose some standing and God wouldn't be favorable with me. That's not what God's talking about. God does not change His favor toward you in any aspect of your life because you are in the Lord Jesus Christ. So our standing before God never changes. 
But we ought, to, we ought to be fervent in the spirit in which we serve. Why do we serve? What is our motive? What is our reason behind serving God? Our true and real reason by serving God, behind serving God, should be those mercies of God. It, it should be that He loved us, now we love Him. It, it should be that we desire to do what we do and it should be in the spirit of being thankful for the mercies that we have been shown. Thankful for those things that He has given us and not, as I said, not trying to do that to repay. And I think that is the misunderstanding and the misconception that many people have the statement may be made sometimes, well, if you love God, you will do this. No. If we look at it from a biblical perspective, it should be we do this because we love God. It is not a if you love God, you will. It is you are because you do. So it's not, it's not a requirement of God. It does not change the standing that you have with God. There is nothing that will ever change that. And I can't say that enough, but understand it should be, we should be fervent in the spirit of our service. In the spirit in which we serve God. We serve God and live for God because God has placed that desire in our life. And He's placed that desire in our life because He has shown us mercy. I love my mom and dad. I love them because they're my mom and dad. I love them because they took care of me. They looked after me. You and I love God because of the mercies that He has shown toward us. We could not, once again, we could not love God if He had not first loved us. So we see that Paul says here not only to be diligent in the act of service, not only to be fervent in the spirit of service, but he's telling us here in this last part, he tells us that we should be focused on the person we serve. Our focus should be on the person we serve. He tells us here in verse number 11, he said, not slothful in business. He said, fervent in spirit. And then he just makes the plain statement, serving who? Serving the Lord. Understanding what your service is, understanding who you serve makes a big difference. Understanding that your service, my service in what I do for God is not so that I may be seen by others. My service for God is not so that the preacher will like me. It's not so the Sunday school teacher will like me. It's not so the deacon will like me. It's not so the elder will like me. It's not so my wife will like me. It is so that it is a service to God because I recognize it is for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. That should be the driving force, the focus on the person we are serving. Understand this, in light of being focused on the person that we serve, understand this, all believers are called to serve the Lord. Paul wrote 
to the entire church of Rome as he was writing this. Paul did not... (laughs) Paul didn't address this letter, and and I know this is kind of... kind of simplistic, but you and I understand addressing letters. We understand that we address a letter to a particular person. If Paul would have addressed this letter, he did address it. He addressed it to the church at Rome. He was writing to the entire church. He was not, he did not write this letter and address it to the elders at Rome. He didn't address it to the deacons at Rome. He didn't address it to the Sunday school teachers at Rome. He addressed it to the entire church. So understand that all believers are called to serve the Lord. There's not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ who is not called to serve God. Every one of us are called to serve the Lord. We're called to be in service to the Lord. And, and let the Lord work through us. Paul wrote to the entire church of Rome, not just the pastors or the leaders. But understand also that we serve the Lord as His slaves, not His volunteers. I mentioned the fact that that word serve means to be enslaved. But that enslavement is not an enslavement that that we're always bucking against. It is an enslavement into which we enjoy because of the mercies of God. Because of the mercies that He's revealed to us. How do we view ourselves? I mean, how do we see ourselves sometimes? When we're serving God, do we see see ourselves? And I think this is a, a view that uh, we get mixed up in sometimes, do we see ourselves as a servant of God or do we see ourselves as a volunteer? Lord, I'll do that one. I don't want to do that one over there, but I'll do this one over here. I, I don't want to be that kind of person, but I'll do this over here. This is what I like, so this is what I'll do. No, that's not what God's calling us. God calls us to be in service. And, and let, me, let me bring that even closer down. Lord, I, I, I'll be glad to talk to this person over here, but Lord, don't make me talk to this person over here. That's not what God's talking God's saying that we're all to be in a, 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 a slave of the Lord or in service to the Lord and not just volunteers. We're not just... We're not just waiting on God to give a task and we're jumping on board and saying, Lord, I'll do that one. It's God has called us to serve Him and He's called everyone to serve Him across the board. He's not, he's not <laughs> in the way of what I'm talking about. God is not showing favoritism. He's not having this, this, this teacher's pet over here that gets to do all the fun stuff while this one over here gets to do all the bad stuff. God's asking us all to serve Him and to serve Him the same. And doing that, we serve because we recognize the person in who we're serving. Not only are all believers called to serve the Lord, not only are we serving the Lord as His slave and not just His volunteers, but we're serving the Lord 
What it means is that we are not serving ourselves. As we're serving God, we're not serving ourselves. Paul warns the Roman believers about those who serve themselves and not serving Christ. He does that in chapter number 16 and verse number 17 and 18. We'll get there several weeks from now. But understanding that God is calling us to serve Him, not serve ourselves. My service to God is not to put me in a better position. My service to God is not to gain me some notoriety. My service to God is not to my my service to God is not to inflate my wallet. My service to God is to be just that. Is it is to be a service to God. And if we're serving God correctly, we'll have that mindset. It won't be about us. It won't be well, this will make me be seen. I'll give, I'll give you a for instance. When God first called me to preach and I got ready to go to Bible college, I had, God had, I felt like God had impressed on my heart to go to Tabernacle Baptist Bible College in Greenville, South Carolina. And I had someone that I had talked to that told me about Trinity Baptist Bible College, Trinity Baptist College in Jacksonville, Florida. I signed up for both of them. I went to Jacksonville, Florida for the first semester of my education. And when I went to Jacksonville, Florida for my first semester of education, here's the reason I went there. And I'm telling you this because this is what we think sometimes. Just to be completely open and honest before you, I went for this reason. I felt like going there and graduating from there would open more doors for me than going to Tabernacle. Was I serving God for the right reasons? Was I going for the right reasons? No. I went to, I, I, I had problems paying the bills down there. Nothing went right. Nothing went like it needed to go because I went on my own. I came back. I went to Greenville, South Carolina. My wife and I both were in Bible college in Greenville, South Carolina. When we got through with, when we graduated, we had the business office call and tell us that we needed to pick up a refund check because we had overpaid. All the bills were paid, everything was met. I'm not saying that things don't get hard. I'm not saying that you don't have hard times paying you. What I'm trying to say is this, that we should serve God more concerned about serving God than serving ourselves. Amen. More concerned about serving God and more concerned about serving others than serving ourselves. And that's what Paul's telling us. Not only do we see that, but we see that serving the Lord means that we are not primarily serving others even. It is not... It is not necessarily the service of others. Although serving God sometimes does serve others. But that's not our primary purpose. That's not our primary reason. Our primary reason is that we should be serving God. We're serving Christ. We're serving Him because of His mercies for us. 
It does not necessarily mean that we will be serving others. And if, if, if we're serving just to serve others, we're serving still again for the wrong reasons. We're serving God to serve God. True, there's a sense in which through love you and I serve one another. And we find that in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 13. We are to bear one another's burdens. And we find that in Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 2. We are to lay down our lives for one another. And we find that in 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 16. But there's another sense in which we serve the Lord, not people. What did Paul tell us in Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 10? Paul writes this. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. You and I are not serving for ourselves. We're not serving for others. We're not serving that we lift ourselves up. We're not serving so that we're seen of others. We're not serving so that we're lifted up of others. We're not even serving to lift others up. We're serving by remembering who we're serving. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. So how should we serve the Lord? First, we need to make sure of our motivation. What is our motivation in serving God? Our motivation in serving God should be by the mercies of God because we want to serve God. Not that we want to serve God so that we can repay Him because you'll never repay Him. Not that we're serving God because we want to have better favor because our serving God will not change God's favor toward us. Serving God because He is God. Serving God because we love God. Loving God because He first loved us. You serve Him because of His great mercies toward us in the gospel. What Christ has done for us and those mercies that He has shown to us should be a driving force in our serving Him. How are we serving Him? We're diligent in our act of service. We're fervent in the spirit of service. And we're focused on the person of our service. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for this Scripture. We thank You for the truths in this Scripture. We pray that You would use what's been said tonight for Your honor and for Your glory. And Lord, may you do in our midst what you would have to be done. And for this, we'll be thankful in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.